Hello and welcome to another episode of your favorite podcast, not another sports podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon. And we have my co-hosts, Kevin and Jordan. Yo, what's up? This is Kevin. Yeah, it's sir, and this is Jordan. And before we get into the Super Bowl, we're going to talk about um, what led up to it. <laughs> the NFC and AFC Championship. So, we're going to start in the NFC because they played the early game. Um, uh... I don't know how to break this down. Basically, um, people put a lot on Matt LaFleur for not going for it on fourth down. Granted, Aaron Rodgers did have three straight chances, but this is for the ball game. You, it's not guaranteed you're going to get the ball back. Your defense hasn't shown up for you all game. So, I mean, you, you got to go for it there. Like, we can't kick that field goal. This is the playoff. We have no tomorrow. I don't understand how you kick a field goal. But um playing scared. Granted, the uh Tampa defense did do good because uh they 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 played great. They're very outstanding because Tom Brady did have three picks in this game and none of them were converted in the touchdown. So one of them was they got six points off of three turnovers. Ah, yeah, they got six Saint Equinemius Saint Thomas Aquinas. Uh, dropped the two point conversion. What well, he said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, how y'all feel about the uh, NFC Championship? Um, I feel like it played out pretty much like I thought it would. Um, I, despite popular belief, I did believe that Aaron Rodgers would outplay Tom Brady, but I also felt like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers would outplay the Packers. Mm. Um. Mm. But that being said, I've as much as I feel like Aaron Rodgers outplayed Tom Brady, I don't think that Aaron Rodgers played as well as a lot of people are making it out to seem. Yeah. Um, he did go four for eleven in the fourth quarter. He did go two for eleven in the red zone for the whole game. Granted, one of them was a missed touchdown by Devontae Adams, but he did try to force a, another touchdown to Devontae Adams in the back of the end zone. Where he got, where he um, didn't get his feet down. I blame that one on Devontae Adams too, but he did have Alan Lazard wide open in the middle of the field, wide open, he and always was forced feeding Devontae Adams the, right. the play that he was supposed to run. Right, he tried to force it down. I was just about to say on the, and a lot of people keep saying on the last drive it was um, Matt Lafleur's fault, but if you go into his mind, if you see your quarterback. Go two for eleven the entire game, and you go um, and in that drive he's zero for three and tries to force feed your receiver when you have a wide open lane. That that changes your thought process. Yeah. If it's fourth and goal from the two rather than fourth and goal from the eight where you just got stopped three straight times, that's a big difference. So I'm not putting that on Matt Lafleur. Yeah. And let's not act the like defense hadn't shown up the right. whole game. Though. I mean. I get that, but I would rather take some points than no points. And let's not act like they didn't um they didn't get to third down and Kevin King held. So let's <laughs> yeah. let's not put all of this on Matt LaFleur. Somebody else is gonna have to take the blame. I'm gonna put about twenty percent on um Aaron Rodgers. I'll put forty percent on Aquinas. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Uh, 30% on Aquinas. So that's 50. I got a good 40% on Kevin King 
And then I got 10 on Matt LaFleur. He got to take some credit. Um, but I do I do still feel like if Aaron Rodgers plays better in that game, they win. Because he did turn the ball over before halftime and give the ball to Tom Brady. Everybody's blaming Kevin King because he got beat on that play. But they shouldn't have even been in that position. They could have went down the field, got a field goal or a touchdown, and tied the game up. Or at worst, be down by four going into halftime. Now, granted, Aaron Jones did fumble the ball yep. before <laughs> halftime. I, I completely forgot about that. But, Gave it right, I man. mean, it wasn't before halftime. It was after halftime, sorry. But, I mean, like, come on. That, they were smacking him the whole game. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not excusing him, but they definitely was headhunting him the whole game. Yeah, he definitely... He was getting knocked. They was trying um, to name him though. No, he not Adrian Peterson. Bro. I'll take I'll take 10% from Aquinas and, and give it to uh, uh, Jones. But all that being said, uh, Aaron Rodgers got to take some of this blame. Um, this is his fifth straight um, NFC Championship game where he's thrown a pick. Um, his numbers weren't as fantastic as a lot of people were making it out to seem um i'm not taking that away from his great mvp season he did have a fantastic season i can't see anybody who would have had it who would have taken the mvp from him i am glad to see josh allen finish second that's a a good bragging point for me because that's i did tell y'all that he was better than that, a lot of people told yeah he's interesting we'll talk about it later we'll talk about it later but um man. yeah I, I love to see it man. yeah that's I just say for Josh Allen to finish second, that's a lot of shade towards Patrick Mahomes. We're gonna get to it. Aaron Donald, Derrick Henry, Deshaun Watson. I'm just gonna say those names because those people had a better season than Josh Allen in my eyes. Uh, Deshaun Watson we, just we was gonna, on the four eleven team. We gonna get to it. And maybe a TJ Watt too. But let's get to this NFC championship. Don't try to escape. (laughs) With the NFC, with the NFC championship. Now that it's been some been some time, and you know, I got Jordan, Brandon, and a few other views on it. At first, I was just bent that it wasn't Aaron Rodgers' fault. Um, But now that I look back at it, I can sit there and say honestly, without being biased, that Aaron Rodgers did make some critical mistakes in this game that led to the Packers' demise. He now, played good, not he, great. Now, well, Aaron Rodgers he played was, above average, not great. Aaron Rodgers was the best pers- best player on the field for both teams that Sunday, but it wasn't enough. The best player? Um, I, I, I mean, if you want to say Jason Pierre-Paul, or I would know, say I would say Devin White. One the, the I would player. say one, of, yeah, because they was attacking the O line. But see, that's why I would say. That's why, and that's why I'm getting into my point with Aaron Rodgers. Like, yes, he made critical mistakes, but I don't have him as a top four reason for the Packers losing. I have Aaron. I have Matt Lafleur. No, I have the Packers offensive lineup for number one because the whole game they could not stop the defensive line for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And now we're talking about a good defense. We're not talking about no all-time great defense. We're not talking about no defense that people look at and, and so scared of, like. Let's be real. Jason Pierre-Paul blew his hand off with firecrackers. He got like four thumbs. I mean, he got like four fingers. What, two? Everybody three? has four fingers. I'm sorry. He got like two fingers. Like, he got a big old brick on his hand. He was getting so much pressure. Like, he was the New York Jason Pierre-Paul. Yeah, so I blame the O-line. Two, I would have to go with Devontae Adams because those two, those two misses in the end zone were critical. 
Dang, that's I did good. not give Devontae Adams any. No. Man, I didn't. I did all this off the top of my head. Give me some break, man. <laughs> I have to have Devontae Adams number two because you're talking all of this. I'm the best receiver in the game, you know. And I look at you as one of the top three receivers didn't in the game. Didn't he have like 77 yards or something? Like yeah, that? he he didn't really. He 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 did enough. He did he enough was, to I, look look at and be like, it's not my fault. Hey, Brendan, you remember when we was watching the game and I said he was doing all that um, soaking and it was gonna be a long day? And you said, no, everybody, all receivers do that. I was like, okay, <laughs> we gonna see. Nah, he, hey, man. I be knowing what I'm talking about sometimes. Those, Just sometimes. Those touchdowns, that, those two moments where he couldn't get his foot inbound and when he wasn't, and then when he didn't turn for the ball, that could have put them in position to really take over the game. But you made two critical mistakes. And for someone who's saying he's the best receiver in the game, you cannot do that. Number three, I have um, King. Number 30, the corner, uh, 20, the cornerback for Green Bay. You're trash. You're worse than Trufant. Trufant should have been the starting cornerback for the Packers the other yeah. that Sunday. That was horrible. And Dang, you and, know how and bad you gotta be to be worse than you know, man. I would take Devin Hester off the punt return and kick return and move him back to cornerback. <laughs> like something has to like you. Everything he did in that game was unacceptable. Nothing should get warrant him to be back on that team next year. And I hate to, you know, call for people jobs and stuff because, like, who am I? But if I'm a GM, if I'm a coach, if I'm a player, and I see that in the biggest moments in the NFC Championship, you got ate up by the fifth-string receiver with two seconds left. No, I don't want to hear uh, Aaron Rodgers didn't capitalize. They shouldn't have been in that position. Yes, you're right about that, but at the same time, this is the fifth-string receiver. This is not Mike Evans. This is not Goodwin. This is not Gronk. This is not OJ. This is not Antonio Brown. This is Scotty what? Scotty Miller. Scotty. He sounds like a, a, a backup point guard. <laughs> like, Scotty Miller. <laughs> you don't know, even sound like a football player. This man had one touchdown, and you gave this man the, the confidence and the ego to think that he can beat Tyreek Hill in a race now. He you did gave, say that. You <laughs> gave this man that much confidence. That's how bad you are. There's no way in the world that game, that moment right there lost you the game. And then the refs, I have them as uh, number four because you let the pass interference from both teams go the whole game. Now, and all of a sudden, when it's key, when it's all they need is a first down, you call a weak pass interference when the whole game, we've seen worse. We've seen worse than that. He pulled on the jersey, yes, okay, but be consistent. Don't wait. To you know, pawns get sweaty, right. and then you do that. You don't make that call in that situation. Exactly. You call. That's one of the biggest. That's the biggest moment in the game because you didn't give the ball yeah, back to exactly. Aaron Rodgers. And then <laughs> that is crazy. crazy. Like you just don't make that call. And if you make that call, you better be calling yeah, it the whole, whole game. game. Right. That's basically like with the Saints thing. Like, right. don't call those if you're not going to be consistent. And if you do, and if you are going to call them, you better do it the whole game so right. everybody won't cry about it. It just got to be blatant. Exactly. Right. That wasn't blatant. Then I have Matt Lafleur as even even um who broadcast that was on Fox. So that was uh Troy Aikman. Mm-hmm. Even Troy Aikman said it that um you can't make that call in that situation. You can't. You just. Cause it was third down. Right. It was third down. He was gonna get the ball, the ball back. back. Yep. He's gonna get the ball yeah. back. It would have made it a ball game, but you 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 can't you make can't that. Make, uh, and uh-huh. then I call. I then I have the blame on Matt Lafleur before I get to Aaron Rodgers because Matt Lafleur. I still don't feel like you kicked that field goal. Um, I get it. 
I get the fact, and this is why it comes a little bit to Aaron Rodgers. I get the fact that Aaron Rodgers wasn't capitalizing on third down and all of that. I get that, you know, your offense was just start three times, you and you're looking at it from a perspective like we just need these points to get the ball back. But you can't do that in the NFC Championship. You already know that you're playing Tom Brady. You already know the 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 the, the story that comes with this guy. So you need to score and get in position. And I feel like that field goal call was not a good call. You took the, you took the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hands and it messed him up. And then that's when I get to Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, you didn't capitalize when you needed to the most. Um, and you didn't run for that touchdown. You're trying to force it to Devontae Adams. I don't know why you're so focused on Devontae Adams. You were so focused on Devontae Adams that you didn't even see the open field that you could have ran. So I, could, I definitely say that Aaron Rodgers deserved a little bit of blame, but the pressure... The lack of the, the play calling by Lafleur, Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones, and that call kind of all went against them. <laughs> and in my and, and then this is when I get to the Packers offense as a whole, and Aaron Rodgers included. Tampa Bay did everything in their power to give you the game. Tom Brady threw three interceptions. They only got six points, I believe, off of those interceptions. Mm-hmm. And I believe two of those times they got the ball off a turnover, they turned it over right back. Mm. You can't do that. At all. You can't. You can't do that. And, and then you can't. I've seen them. They get an interception. They get the ball. They drive in the offensive line. Let's Aaron Rodgers get hit. They take some sacks. They get a turnover. Aaron Rodgers. I mean, Aaron Jones fumbles. Can't convert on third down. Man. You can't even name the starting cornerback. For the Buccaneers, where is he? Where you at, Devontae? Mm-hmm. Where are you? Like, I can get why people will put the blame on Aaron Rodgers, but at the same time, nobody's perfect. Everybody keep calling Tom Brady to go, and everybody is is mesmerized about this little run that Tom Brady has been on this year. But let's be honest, he has not looked impressive in the playoffs. He looked like a forty-three year old a quarterback. He hasn't looked special. But you know why everybody make it seem like he looks special because he won. That's why, that's why nobody's going to look at Aaron Rodgers as he's special. Because Aaron Rodgers have to do too much for the Packers to be good. If he makes mistakes, we're going to blame him for the mistakes. But we're not going to look at everything else or what he has to do. Tom Brady can make a whole bunch of mistakes like he do. But his team can make up for it. And we can still look at him as the as the GOAT and, and playing at a high level. Aaron Rodgers, to me, and numbers-wise, and if you look at it, if you want to say... Devin White, maybe Pierre Paul excused them because the O-line gave up that game. Aaron Rodgers was the best player on the field. But we got to look at his mistakes and what he didn't do because he has to play perfect in order for his team to win. And it's been like that for the past 11 years, and which is why I feel like Aaron Rodgers needs to be removed from the Green Bay Packers. Yo, if you're liking what you're hearing on Not Another Sports Podcast, make sure you follow us on all social media, Not Another Sports Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, and on Twitter is N underscore A underscore S underscore podcast. Thank you for listening and thank you for your support. Make sure you continue to stay up tuned and update with everything Not Another Sports Podcast. Now back to our show. Hey, what's going on? Can't get enough of Not Another Sports Podcast? Well, you can follow us on social media at Not Another Sports Podcast on Instagram and Facebook and N underscore A underscore S underscore podcast on Twitter. 
And keep up with everything Not Another Sports Podcast. We appreciate y'all's support, and y'all make sure y'all subscribe. And back to the show. Welcome back. Next, we're going to get into the AFC Championship because it was late, late game. Um, I mean, I was excited because I picked the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl, obviously. Um, but I think that uh, Buffalo really didn't show up. It was, eh. It was like they, um, like I said, really, like I've been saying all year, they have too many weapons, and it ain't really nothing you can do with that. Like, it's you can try to double Tyreek and Travis Kelsey, which I'm um, hinting at later that I think the Buccaneers going to try to do in the Super Bowl. But uh, um, I don't think that it's going to work because they have way too many weapons. If you get a little bit in the running game, it's a wrap. It's a wrap, so. If you have to, if you have to make the other team respect the running game, it's a wrap. Play action, and then they go over the top. But how y'all feel about the AFC Championship? Um, it was boring. I was kind of disappointed in Josh Allen. <laughs> um, he took a lot of sacks, a lot of unnecessary sacks. It looked like watching John Parker Wilson back in the day. <laughs> um, that was. JT Doug. Shout out to JT Doug, man. Okay. He went 10-2 under shooter, but that's besides the point. Yeah, but. Um, other than that, I, I mean, I didn't really watch it. It wasn't interesting to me. I I was pretty upset that I didn't get what I expected. Um, I don't think that Buffalo was a fluke like a lot of people were trying to make it out the scene. Um, I think they weren't. They, they had a solid season. Right, I agree. Um, and they've been building like, anyway. Every year they've gotten better. Yes, I feel like it was a good building block to where they should be. Um, I can see them back in the AFC Championship next year. I feel like they need to make a few moves. I think they could they could use another um pass rusher. Um or maybe another running back. Um possibly Najee, maybe a um ETN maybe. I don't know. Somebody they that would fit their scheme. I feel like they're just a piece or two away. Um but they they're definitely on the right track. I don't think that Kansas City is unbeatable. I just think you have to play disciplined, and I don't think that Buffalo did play disciplined. Uh, Buffalo didn't play at all, really. Uh, they didn't show up. This is also a team that I said was probably the scariest team in the ASC when it comes, besides the Ravens, when it comes to facing the Chiefs because they have all the components to uh, match up with them, and they didn't show that at all in the game. Um, Josh Allen... He had a great season. I'm not a big fan of him, although I do see that every year he has shown major steps in progressing and, and being a great, a solid quarterback in the NFL. So I give him that. Um, to me, you know, your season is not based on winning a championship, win or bust. It, that doesn't define to me if your season was a success or if your team was a fluke, unless it was just automatically guaranteed that your team is one of the top-notch teams that should win the Super Bowl, no ifs, ands, or buts, you know, like, for the Bills, um, for them to take the steps that they did from last year, the year before, to being in the AFC Championship now, that is, like, that is a tremendous step, uh, they just have to perform better, and they'll be back, they'll still be competitive, um, the Patriots not who they was before, um, it's questions about Tua, so we don't know how the Dolphins is gonna look, um, 
even if they still have Tua there, I'm not a big fan of him either because he doesn't stay healthy. Um, and the Jets are the Jets. So, therefore, <laughs> um, the Bills probably going to be the best team in this division next year. And they're gonna, probably going to run the division for years on out. Um, but they just have to, like Jordan said, add a running back, probably add a num- another number two receiver. And um, mm, I don't know. John Brown is good. I mean, yeah, but I look at him like Hollywood. And they they do better as the third option in the slot. You need somebody else that can over take somebody over the top. Because I don't think Stephon Diggs is someone you can just go over the top with either. You know what I'm saying? Like, kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> I, I I don't really see Stephon just does people hey go man, over the. Stephon I mean, Diggs like, is one of my favorite. Raise up over, raise above people. You know, snagging and stuff like that. He's a great receiver, but you know, it, it's. Hey man, it's I feel just, like he's better than Devontae Adams in my opinion. No, that's a conversation I, for a different. Devontae been consistently doing it for yeah. longer. Hey man, he was eating with Kirk Cousins. He was. He? That's a conversation for yes. I that's mean, a conversation for a different day, though. Come on. I don't know. I just feel like they need to probably add a couple more pieces, get Josh Allen more help. You know what I'm saying? Like at the end of the day, it's not about. You can't just look at oh, we got this guy, we got this guy. You're competing. We're in. We're in the era of sports where people are stacking decks. It's not about um, being one of the best players in the league, having your own team and, and willing your team. It's about and. Every sport, honestly, now is about having the most talent, all the superstars on one team, and trying to run it up. Yeah. So even if you look at it right now, when you look at the Chiefs, when you look at even the teams that made it to the Super Bowl in recent years, when you, the Chiefs, um, these Patriots, some of these Patriots teams, because they was very stout on defense, um, the Rams, um, and the Falcons. Um, who am I missing in time? Eagles. Like they they had a very very stacked team, the Buccaneers now. All of these teams are stacked. Like it's it's Pro Bowl Pro Bowl All Pro players on both ends, in and out, in and out, in and out. Having having a, a one weapon, two weapons is not enough. You need about four or five in order to compete right now. So the Bills need to just need to add like like Jordan said. I say Nige. That's a nice. That would probably be a nasty um, combo with him and. That's the, um, Diggs out there, one-two punch, and then John Brown, and you add another receiver or whatnot. Um, it can do, you can do some damage. You know what I'm saying? They halfway there. You just got to add a couple of more pieces. But I definitely do feel like right now, looking at the Chiefs and the Buccaneers in the Super Bowl, and looking at the past um, championship games, looking at the Bills and the Packers, what they was missing that the other two teams had was you have your tier one players, and then you have your tier two players. The Chiefs have a tier one, two, three, and four. <laughs> like they have multiple weapons on every position that you can fit in, and they can keep keep it flush, keep it flowing. You can't just have a starting lineup and have no rotation after that. Your starting, your backups have to be, if not just as good, probably on the same level as your starting as your starters. I see what you're saying, but at the same time. It's kind of hard. It's harder to finagle that in football than any other sport. But you got to. Sal- I know, but I'm saying it's salary cap. It's just easier to build through the draft than it is to stack your team with 
free agents. Yeah, but I mean, if both, teams who, Buffalo, what free agents want to come to Buffalo? But see, that's <laughs> the thing. But that's the thing, though. But if you want to win, it's that easier than the NFL, though, because it's not a it's a salary cap. It's right. not it's not really a star driven team. I mean, star driven league. You don't have to go to the biggest market. You can go to a small market and yep. still get paid. Right. That's true, though. <clears throat> but, like, for a team like the Bills, it's not that building, you know, taking your time, trust the process stuff is over now. They're in win-now mode. So, like, yeah. in order for you to win now, you got to find a way to, to, to finesse through the salary cap or whatever, free agency. You got to find a way in order to bring in talent. And, and I mean, a lot of talent because how this league is going, you got to have – Hella talent. Like, it's a 52-man roster. 24 to 30 of those people got to be almost starting caliber players now. That's just how the Chiefs and the Bucks and how these other teams that Super Bowl contenders looking now. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. if we go back five years ago, the team, the Russell Wilson-led Seahawks this year will probably be, a, probably be in the Super Bowl because he probably will be enough alone to get them there. You know what I'm saying? Right. Now, you can just look at it and be like, He's good enough to get onto the playoffs, but Russell Wilson is not good enough. I mean, I want to say not good enough, but he's not. He's he can't do it all by himself now because of how the league is set up. Yeah. And that's in all the leagues, and I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. But mm-hmm. that's just how the that's just how the league is set up now. That's why I say the Ravens need more help. Lamar is the most explosive quarterback in the league, but oh, yeah. don't got no help. Can't do nothing with it. Same thing with Derrick Henry. Hello, this is Jordan. You're listening to Not Another Sports Podcast. If you want to continue the conversation, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Not Another Sports Podcast and on Twitter at N underscore A underscore S underscore podcast. Thank you for your support and back to our show. And it is finally that time. Super Bowl Sunday is among us. We got the Kansas City Chiefs at the AFC and the home team playing for the first time ever in their home stadium, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers from the NFC. Um, Me personally, I'm going with KC. I feel like they got too many weapons. Um, I picked, They were my Super Bowl pick at the beginning of the year, so I'm going to ride with that. Um, yeah, that's that's what I'm going with. They got too many weapons. Even if you try to double team Travis Kelsey and um, Tyreek, they still got Sammy Watkins. That's that's the type of game Sammy Watkins show up big for you. Or you have Miko Hartman. If they can get just a little bit out of the running game, just a little bit, then they'll be fine. So, with that being said, how do y'all feel about the Super Bowl matchup? Um, I feel like it's gonna be a good matchup. Um. It was two teams I saw at the beginning of the season making it. I said that the Seahawks and the Chiefs were going to play, but I said that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers could make it. Really, the only reason I didn't pick them was kind of the same reason that Brendan didn't pick them. I thought that they were going to... I did pick them in my final four. I thought that they were going to make a deep playoff run, but I thought that it was going to take a year to get that continuity. But um, I feel like this is a good... um, it's about where we expected Tom Brady to be leading this team to the um, Super Bowl. It's not that big of a surprise. Um, 
I'm I I think that is gonna be a good game. I'm gonna pick Tampa Bay one because I don't. I learned in twelfth grade when the Seahawks lost to the Patriots. You never bet against Tom Brady. I remember having to give Ryan my money um, for two Chick Fil A sandwiches. I definitely learned that lesson that day. Um, but one for that reason, and two because I feel like um, the the Tampa Bay Bucks defense has played phenomenally well in the playoffs. They have seven um, turnovers in the playoffs. I feel like they'll be able to rush the passer even without the injuries, but um, the Kansas City Chiefs have a lot of injuries on the front line. I think their whole starting five is replacements from starting day. So that'll be something to watch. Um, I also feel like Leonard Fournette will be a big factor in this game. He leads the um, playoffs in rushing yards, and he's tied for um, touchdowns. So that's definitely going to be an interesting factor if they can um, control the clock. I think that they're going to have to be above 50% on third downs. I think they're going to have to have at least eight third downs to try to um, to keep Kansas City off the field to maintain the clock. But if Patrick Mahomes can, um, if he can find Travis Kelsey more in this game, because in the first game, he found him a lot in the first half. But in the second half, it wasn't really that same story. So he's going to have to find him early and often. And I think that they're going to have to score a lot. They're not going to be able to kick field goals to keep up with this um, Tampa offense because they have scored 30 points in every game in the playoffs. So that is something... I, I think it's going to be a really great game. I'm actually very excited to watch this game. I can't remember the last time I was excited to watch a Super Bowl, especially since I don't really care about teams. I'm more of a player type of guy. Um, it's no really interesting players in this uh, Super Bowl that I really care about. It's more so like legacy for me. Like what will Patrick Mahomes do? What will Travis Kelsey do? What will Tyreek Hill do? Tom Brady, those type of things. A.B. even. Um, Gronk, maybe. So those that that's really where my excitement lies from this Super Bowl. Um, this Super Bowl is interesting just because it's two good teams, but I can't stand neither team, and I don't like the the hype around the Chiefs. I'm, I constantly say that. And um, Tom Brady's Tom Brady. Yes, he's um, the goat by accomplishments, but I'm just kind of tired of seeing him. Like I'm just kind of tired of seeing the same thing. It kind of gets old and repetitive after a while. Kind of start looking scripted a lot. <laughs> but the Chiefs, um, if the Chiefs can run their offense and not have any issues on defense, which is always their um, Achilles heel is the defense. And now, although, granted, their defense is um, stronger than past times, it's still going to be up to Tyron Matthew and those guys to get the job done and make a couple of stops when, when they need to to slow Tom Brady and this high-power offense down. Um, I do believe it's going to be a high-scoring game. Both teams have an um, extremely explosive offensive talent, um, especially at the right receiver position. And um, it's just up to see. It's up to the Chiefs to get pressure on Tom Brady. Tom Brady is statistically the worst quarterback in the league when under pressure. And he's the best quarterback when he's facing the zone. So it's really up to um, Steve. Um, I don't want to get his name wrong. The defensive coordinator, Steve Sprung. Steve Spagnuolo. Steve Spagnuolo is really up to him to 
gone spags, spags. yeah <laughs> to come up with um a good game plan that can mix up zone and blitz and, and get Brady touched and on the ground he's not mobile so if you can touch him rough him up a little bit you're gonna throw him off and um I I have the Bucks winning, but I can guarantee that Tom Brady um, throws two interceptions tonight mm. at minimum. At I minimum. won't say two. I, he threw I, three I give him Green, one. He threw three against Green Bay. Uh, I, one was With on Green Mike Bay, Evans. Yeah. I'll, give, I'll give one to Mike Evans, so I'll say two. And then I, I don't really – I'm not going to go into the argument of those being more so punts, but I kind of get what they were saying. Like, they were on his – he was on his side of the 50. They were both on third down. And they were both like deep bombs where arguably they could be pass interference or not. He throws but, interceptions, though. He, mm, he, he, I mean, he, he definitely throws a lot of interceptions. But in the Super Bowl, he doesn't really throw a lot of interceptions. He's only thrown, I want to say... Four interceptions. But even in even in the even in the week twelve matchup against even level. in even in the week twelve matchup against him, he had two interceptions. And he did. Yes. Yeah, I like, mean, I'm not saying he's not <laughs> going to throw an interception. I just don't think I'm not going to book him for two. And how that you, sounds like a lot. And how they say Jameis Winston threw a lot of interceptions last year, and the coach and the receivers even said it wasn't a lot of them was on the receivers too. Like Mike Evans, what he did against Green Bay. Like I, I OJ can, Howard, like, who just <laughs> dropped. Oh my goodness, I, I, can, I remember that pick. I can see. I'm, I'm still disappointed in OJ for that one. I can uh. see. I can see stuff like that happening in this game because you know what I see. I see the Buccaneers making mistakes like they played, like they did against the Green Bay Packers to lose the game, and then I also see the Chiefs have have telling it as well because the Chiefs have a tendency to just play like. Yeah, whatever. We could just crank it up and win. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think for a good little minute of this game, it's going to be ugly football because the Chiefs are too cocky and the and the Buccaneers do make mistakes. So it's really up to which team is going to not make the most mistakes at the end of the day. Welcome back. And before we get out of here, we got to talk about the... Um, awards nfl honors and bear with me it is a lot of them <laughs> so with that being said we're gonna start with um the pepsi rookie of the year justin herbert ap defensive player of the year naren donald uh, ap offensive rookie of the year there's two different rookie of the year awards justin herbert <laughs> ap offensive player of the year derrick henry ap defensive rookie of the year chase young AP Hall of Fame class, Allen Fanica, Tom Flores, Calvin Johnson, John Lynch, Peyton Manning, Bill Nunn, Drew Pearson, and Charles Woodson. That's a pretty solid Hall of Fame class. Saw a lot of them play. Um, Art Rooney Sportsmanship Award, Teddy Bridgewater. AP Comeback Player of the Year, of course, Mr. Alex Smith. Shout out to him. Um, Amen. I remember saying that at the beginning of the season, and y'all laughed at me. Amen. I didn't didn't think he was going to play. play. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I told y'all the way Haskins was so poopy, he was going to get in. Hey, man. Uh, Hey, we didn't know he was that poopy. He said, hey, I don't know. To the point that Alex Smith had to come back. I'm saying, like, I don't want to come to meetings. This man here. Anyway, AP Assistant Coach of the Year, defensive off defensive uh, Buffalo Bills offensive coordinator Brian Dable. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Brian 
Bridgestone Clutch Performance of the Year, Hail Mary. Hail Murray, huh? Kyler Murray to DeAndre Hopkins. That was a pretty good play. I saw it live. Deacon Jones Award, TJ Watt. Bud Light Selly of the Year, the Pittsburgh Steelers Celebration. When they celebrated Chase Claypool's touchdown. Ha. AP Coach of the Year, Kevin Stefanski. DraftKings Draft Breakout Daily Draft Fantasy Player of the Year, Josh Allen. That's a lot. I don't know what that is, but that's a lot. That was a lot to say. It was basically, he basically was the fantasy yeah, player. Best fantasy player of the year. AP, AP Most Valuable Player, delivered by Pizza Hut, Mr. Aaron Rodgers. Yes, sir. <laughs> Walter Payton, NFL Man of the Year. Seattle Seahawks quarterback, Mr. Russell Wilson. So, I feel like um, they got the MVP right, but how didn't um, Derrick Henry get any uh votes but he got but Aaron Rodgers didn't get votes for offensive player of the year I don't know that makes sense because I feel like they try to because they they try to give out the awards to people that they like and things like that and right. if if we give Aaron Rodgers the MVP I guess they looking at it as like we giving him the MVP why do we need to vote for him as an offensive no, right. player oh, yeah, that makes sense. person that makes sense like, it doesn't really make any sense they try to make it Try to give as many players as many as much shout out and love as possible. Uh, my take on these um, awards is a lot of them is pretty solid. You know, I do believe Justin Herbert was the offensive player of the year, rookie offensive player of the year, and rookie of the year. He came in and had took the um, took the Chargers by storm and came in and looked like a real real pro. Um, granted, um, the coaching staff let him down and he wasn't able to capitalize on a lot of wins. Um, but he showed a lot of promise. He showed a lot of toughness. He showed a lot of skill. And I think he's going to be the real deal. Um, the Chargers don't lucked up and bounced back from losing Phillip Rivers and, and gaining someone I feel like might be even better than Phillip Rivers. Uh, defensive player of the year, I believe Aaron Donald just got it just simply off the fact that t- it's, it's one of those things, how I look at it, how I feel like, you know, he he's the... He's the best defensive player in the league, probably besides Jalen Ramsey. But the numbers this year didn't show it. Um, if we're going to actually look at the numbers on T.J. Watt, J.J. Watt, little brother, is my defensive player of the year. Um, man was dominant this year. He led every category in defense. Um, so I don't see how uh, Aaron Donald got that nod. Only probably maybe because his team finished the season better off finished stronger than the Steelers did because the Steelers did lose five of their last six games. Um, the Rams finished strong, and he got that name recognition. But um, that's the only one I could probably disagree on. Offensive player of the year, you got to give it to Derrick Henry. This man had 2,000 yards rushing with no offensive lineman that's been selected to the Pro Bowl. And, and Ryan Tannehill as his quarterback. Um, and this man is 26, 27, I believe. Four years at Alabama, four years in high school, um, and he st- and it doesn't seem like he's slowing down at all. It seems like he's getting stronger every year. He has another highlight. You know what it was last year? He was flipping Earl Thomas around. This year he doesn't have two. Um, he did. He did stiff arm the mess. Twenty seven. Yeah, Josh Norman and old boy from um, Detroit. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, so it's like every every year he got another highlight moment and just showing, um, just showing he's the. I, it's hard to say who's the best running back in the league, but you got to say Derrick Henry because of what he's doing right now. So uh, then with the MVP, I don't agree with Josh Allen finishing second. I do I definitely believe like he should finish like fourth. But um, Aaron Rodgers was the MVP, number one seed in the Four. NFC. I'd say number one seed in the NFC, over 4,000 yards passing. Don't throw, turn the ball over five TDs. You just you just doing your thing, and then he had his bad moment. He had he had his bad game before Patrick Mahomes had his bad game, so it made it made it easier to give that separation to Aaron Rodgers. I would have Aaron Rodgers number one. I would have Patrick Mahomes number two because his team did only lose one game. <laughs> his team only lost one game, and he might his numbers are always good. But he just doesn't lose, so I get why. Why not? Russell Wilson definitely deserved to be number three, top finish in the top three. Um, Over Josh Allen? Yes, I feel like Josh Allen had a lot of help. Now, you Russell, know, you Russell know Wilson. How I feel about Russell Wilson fell Russell, off at the end. Of you know the how I feel about Russell Wilson, but you know I can't have. He fell off at the end. They say he fell off, but I just look at it as like one of those Russell Wilson was carrying the Seahawks. He had to do okay, it. but what did that have to do with the fact that he was throwing a lot of picks? Right. I, I guess you, you could say he was, but I mean, I, I just feel like Russell Wilson deserves some MVP consideration. The MVP is I mean, to I me the most valuable player any on consideration. the team. I just felt like not third. I don't feel like he should have been third. I feel like Josh Allen had a better year than him. I feel like Patrick Mahomes had a better year. Than him. And I said at the beginning of the year, I thought. He was I, I mean, that's debatable. I'm not saying like. You know, wholeheartedly that Russell Wilson deserved that third spot because it's, it once it gets to that third spot, that's where it fluctuates for me because I do feel like maybe uh, Aaron Don like even though I said T.J. Washington would have been defensive player of the year, I feel like Aaron Donald meant a lot to the Rams' success this year. And I like even though his numbers wasn't better than T.J. Watts, that just shows how dominant they both were this year. I would have gone um, Aaron Rodgers, Derrick Henry, Josh Allen, uh, then. See, Derrick Henry is also one. And like, although Deshaun Watson team went four and eleven, he he technically had one of the best seasons of all time by a starting quarterback. You know, so it's just it's unfortunate. And I hope eventually we get to a little smart comment that they coach made about um, Deshaun Watson. But that's neither here nor there. But I think they got most of it right for the most part. Shout out to Alice Smith. Yes, sir. You, 17 surgeries, never thought you would walk again. Leg had possibly been amputated. You know, everything he had to deal with in his career regardless, you know, coming into the league and having a struggle at San Francisco, people calling him a bust, not really being able to show his um, talents. I think his first seven years in the league, he had a different offensive coordinator every year. Mm. Like, he, he really went through some things. And then when he finally was able to situate and, and show who he was, he got the, the 49ers from the laughing stock of the lead to a playoff team. John Harbaugh did him a little bit dirty um, by adding Colin, Kaepernick, Colin Kaepernick in when he got concussed when he was still leading that team. But it turned out to be a, a pretty decent decision for all of them because he went on went on to the next team, the Chiefs, and pretty much pioneered them to be in the position they are right now. So uh, shout out to Adam Smith for all the things he overcome. That's tough. <laughs> nope.
That concludes another episode of your favorite podcast, not another sports podcast. Remember, I'm one of your hosts, Brandon, and follow me on all social media at Rob Was There. And this is Kevin. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at Vice City Kevo. And Hot Mamba has officially dropped. Yes, yeah, sir. Uh, make sure you check that out on all your um, music platforms that you where you can stream music: Pandora, Apple Music, Spotify, Tidal, Amazon Prime, uh, iHeartRadio. Yes, I'm sir. everywhere. Yeah. Yes, sir. And this is Jordan. You can follow me on Twitter at this underscore guy eleven, and on Instagram at underscore this guy eleven. You can also follow the sports pages at Not Another Sports Podcast on Instagram and Facebook and on Twitter at N underscore A underscore S underscore podcast. Roll time. And to end it, um, to get a little, some, some type of positivity about the Florida Gators, um, Florida Gators have the number one transfer portal recruiting class this year. <laughs> uh, we have a lot of five-star, four-star incoming um, talent. However, talent. there's no quarterback on that list, but it is hella talent. <laughs> talent development. Some people are out here celebrating the number one transfer portal recruiting class. I didn't even know that that was a thing. Yeah, I didn't but know that anyway, was a thing. no, I did not. Anyway, <laughs> the number one transfer portal recruiting class. Meanwhile, we over here celebrating the number one recruiting class of all time. And the natty. There's levels to this. I mean, great, we did. We y'all surpassed us as the number one. Exactly. What did y'all do with that? Exactly. Not not a thing. We block Georgia Southern. Not a no, thing. we block Natty. each other against Georgia Southern. Natty. Yes, sir. Roll Tide. Roll Go Gators. Tide.